Hello, everybody. This is Carolyn Smith Mormon. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and you are listening to Therapeutic Counseling. Thank you for tuning in again. Um, this week, I'm going to spend uh, a little time talking about destructive patterns of communication. And there are five in particular that I'm going to focus on. And today, we're going to take apart. Um, how you can overcome one of these patterns, these destructive patterns of communication. So this month of August, uh, 2020, whenever I have met with my couples, I have tried to discuss with them destructive patterns of communication to help them work on coming up with positive patterns. So the five top destructive patterns are number one, escalation, Number two, invalidation. Number three, absolutes. Number four, negative interpretations. And number five, withdrawal and avoidance. So over the weekend, one of my couples, when we were going over these five, one of the couples said, you know, I don't know that I have the skills to de-escalate an argument when we get into escalation. And so that made me think about, well, that would be a good thing to do is take apart all five of these and see if we could come up with some skills to work on these five destructive patterns of communication. So we're going to start with de-escalating arguments. So first of all, escalating in an argument, in an argument escalation is responding negatively back and forth, back and forth. You amp up the negativity, you amp up the anger, you amp up the comments, and uh, the anger gets turned on really loudly, and it can even turn to contempt. So to keep from doing that, you have to learn some skills to de-escalate the argument. Uh, So if you can learn to control your actions and emotions, then your partner will will be more likely to follow the same actions and emotions. And uh, this can prevent damage to your relationship. So I have about 10 of them to go over with you. Number one, listen with your whole body. Stop what you're doing. Face your partner. Turn off distractions. If your partner will allow you to, reach out and hold their hand while, you know, when the escalation begins. And if they will allow you, some partners don't want to be touched when they get angry, but if that person will allow you, reach out and hold your partner's hand, that can help as well. So don't forget to listen with your whole body. Number two, don't raise your voice. Oh boy, that's a hard one. You know, the second you raise your voice, you become a major part of the problem and the argument and you lose control. You know, you, your point can be made just as well by speaking in a normal tone of voice as it can be when you shout it. And yelling suggests that you have become irrational and emotional and out of control. So try not to raise your voice. Number three, stick to the point and don't drag old business into this new argument. If you want to get resolution, stick to the point that's happening right now. You start to lose your partner and the argument when you say things like, 
And another thing is, and I remember last time and a couple of months ago when you said such and such, don't do that. That's like dragging in an old corpse. Stick to the point. Don't drag old business in. Number four, breathe. You know, you might really benefit from learning a little more about yoga and meditation to help you learn how to breathe at all times, but in particular, during a conflict. Practice slowing down your mind. You know, there's a reason why your mother probably told you or your father told you, hey, when you get angry, take a deep breath, count to 10. It's because taking a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth and counting to 10 starts to slow down your brain. It starts to help you calm down and to help you to listen rather than react. You know, just taking the effort to breathe can help. It can be a powerful calming tool to help you during escalation. Number five. Remember to validate the other person's experience and praise their efforts. Say something like, you know, I can see that you're really upset right now. Something is really bothering you. And I want to thank you for letting me know. It's, you know, it can help to calm things down if you just validate that the person's upset, they're not happy, and that you're, you're going to be there to listen. Number six. Remember to use I statements. This helps you be very clear about what you are feeling and about what you're needing. Number seven is kind of a sophisticated skill, but it's trying to figure out what's underneath your anger. You know, when you're in the middle of escalation and you're getting angry, they're getting angry and it's intensifying. Uh, If you can breathe and stop and try to say to yourself, what am I really angry about? Am I angry about this sink full of dishes? Or am I angry about something that's bigger than that? Try to figure out where is your anger coming from? Number eight, figure out what it is you need and voice it. Learn to give voice to what you need rather than pointing out what you don't like or what you don't want. I remember when I was a school counselor, I would hear teachers say to the kids when they'd be running in the hallway, stop running. And I always wanted them to try to remember, tell those kids what you want them to do. Teach them what you want. So say something like, we don't run in the hallway or we walk in all of the hallways. Okay. So the same thing with your husband, wife, your partner. Tell them what you want them to do instead of what they've been doing that you don't like. Number nine, summarize and reflect back to them. You don't have to agree with them. You're just showing them that you've heard what they have been saying. And reflection is a really good calming skill. When you reflect back what they say, it doesn't have to be word by, you know, word for word or verbatim verbatim. It just needs to be your version of what you hear them saying and what you think they're wanting. It helps you to calm down because all you're doing is listening and reflecting back to them. You're not reacting. You're not responding. And finally, number 10, practice benign intent. Tell yourself, you know what? My partner's hurting right now. My partner's upset right now. 
they're simply asking me to help them with this painful, hurtful, angry situation. But if I get into escalation with them, neither one of us can get out of this hurtful, painful situation. So I hope you'll think about if you have any of these destructive patterns of communication. And if you do, let's start working on them. You've heard about how to de-escalate during escalation. The next time you'll hear me talk about skills to work on uh, in validation to, to not do that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll share this with other people. I hope you'll reach out to me and let me know what you think, or if you have any other topics you would like me to talk about. Um, you can reach me by email at cmsm0040 at gmail, or you can uh, follow me on Instagram at at Carolyn Mormon, or I believe it might be at cmsm. 0040. That's my Instagram. All right. I hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening. And uh, until the next time, take care of yourself.